0: Everyone faces challenges every single day. Some are chosen and bring us joy. Some are given to us and bring struggle or pain. Whether the diagnosis of an illness, the news of a friend's death, the loss of a job, or a bike accident, we may be asked to step up to face issues that demand courage and perseverance. Hurt is just one of the many aspects of full lives. Each week on this show, act, taking hurt to hope. Dr. Joanne Dahl helps us understand how we can use acceptance and commitment therapy to learn to accept what we cannot change and move forward into a valued life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Joanne Dahl.
1: Hello, Louise. Hi, Joanne. Now, you are sitting here with me here in Stockholm, Sweden. And what a pleasure it is to be here. (laughs) A long ways away from home. Mm. And you've just had a workshop here today. Mm-hmm. What was the workshop about?
2: The workshop was on uh doing act work with young people, with so young 20. people twelve oh. to twenty four young people adolescents young mm-hmm. people youth
1: yeah and um when you know when you talk about youth and young people, I can see there's passion in your eyes
2: well that's, that's what I do all the time
1: <laughs> and would you say you know, we we're, we're doing a series now on different act processes, Louise, and I couldn't think of a better person than you to ask about values i guess i can I can see the enthusiasm and and uh, joy in your eyes when you talk about young people.
0: Thank you,
2: Joe. Um, well, I I think that one of the greatest things we can do in the ACT model is help young people start to discover what they care about and to live lives with passion and meaning.
1: Mm-hmm. So, tell us, Louise, what um, so what what got you interested in this about values? What
2: okay, um, when I first started to to learn the ACT model, which I completely loved. I started doing values work with young people, and I found it to be the stickiest part of the ACT model, and so I would approach it in a really clumsy way, you know, you were a young person, and I'd come along and say, so tell me, Joanne, what do you really care about? And and you'd get, I don't know, and shrugs, and... And as I've done workshops around and about the world and I say to people, what is the stickiest part of the ACT model? They always say values is really hard. So um, I worked really, uh, I I spent lots of time thinking. Kelly Wilson influenced me a lot in what values work was. And I worked really hard to try to work out how do we get young people engaged in the conversation and how do we stop them telling me just what they think I should hear, like, or just what they think their parents care about, and so we worked really hard to try to come up with a way to do that. And th- I think there's a difference in how we do young values work with young people.
1: Okay, so are you saying that it's um, that it's harder for young people? Is the question itself a harder for young people?
2: I the way I approach it is different to how I approach with adults. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're an adult. You've already made some decisions in life. You've had a go at valuing some things, even if no one's ever said the word value to you. You've had a go at maybe choosing what job you'll have or maybe choosing a career. You've probably chosen some partners. You might have chosen and decided what your sexual attraction is. So you've already made some choices. And, you know, by the time you're in your mid-20s or older, you've made some choices, whether you think about it as values or not. Mm -hmm. And then I think we've come to young people from an adult space and we forget that they haven't had the practice at choosing these things mm-hmm. that um, an adult has. Mm-hmm. And yet before them they have the hardest of choices. Yeah. You know, if you're 15 or 16, you have two years in which to think, what will I choose in terms of study? Will I leave school and get a job? who will, will I find a partner? Will anyone ever love me? Mm -hmm. How do Mm -hmm. I leave my family? Mm -hmm. So I think they faced some of the hardest choices in life. And I don't think in the beginning, I really understood how much we need to think differently about that. Mm -hmm. So when I do values work with young people, I think about it as creation, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) rather than, them already having something and coming to me and telling me what they have.
1: Uh What do you mean, creation?
2: Okay. I think that we, my job and the job of ACT therapists when they do ACT work is to help young people create what they value.
1: Okay. What do you mean by that?
2: So we we have dialogue and, and discussions in which they explore and discover and through comfortable dialogue, discover what they care about. Mm -hmm. So in some ways we're kind of creating it as they speak and we know theoretically the way ACT works with language, that makes sense. And people do that in my workshops. They say, I felt like I was kind of making it up.
1: Yeah.
2: And they are.
1: (laughs) So explain that a little bit more. About how how that works. Making it up? Yeah, making it up.
2: Well, I don't mean making it up as in making up something that's false. Mm -hmm. I I mean putting, setting a context in which young people are asked questions and they explore questions that they maybe have never thought about Mm -hmm. and um, using materials in such a way that they can think about many, many different things and many, many different ways in which people live and think about how that applies to them, and then mm-hmm. think about whether that's something that they care about. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean about creating a dialogue.
1: Okay. When you say creating, I'm thinking, you know, in um, when I think of values, I think of values as a verb, you know, rather than a rather than a thing. Yeah. And it sounds like that's what you're talking about is when you actually move and do things.
2: Yeah, you're exactly right. Of course, values is not um, it's not a noun. It's something that you do. It's valuing something that you do as you as you move about the world, a behaviour, if you like. And so, yes, I am definitely talking about things that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to use materials and create a context in which they can say, is this something that I like doing? Is this something that's meaningful to me? Is this something that I care about? Is this something I want my life to be about? Yeah. So I think that's one unique part. I think the other unique part of valuing with young people is that that it's really important to think about valuing yourself Mm -hmm. and who you will be in the world, Mm -hmm. Uh, whereas adults maybe have decided some of those things a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So that creating, Mm -hmm. adolescents are in the space of creating themselves. Who will I be? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Louise, you have created something called um, the Values Cards. Mm -hmm. and That's something that you've done here in Stockholm today. You've been yes. uh, showing this. So tell us what what are what are the values cards?
2: Um, well, the values cards. I, orish, I originally looked at some research on guiding principles and what people across the world tend to say. Schwartz's research. What people across the world tend to say are the most things that they he he frames it as guiding principles mm-hmm. and there I think the list is about 25 guiding principles and I looked at them from a values perspective in ACT and made up a set of cards that fit with the ACT model mm-hmm. and what we consider to be valuing valuing behaviours mm-hmm. and created a, a a set of cards in which we could have conversations and people could think about and explore different kinds of values mm-hmm. and Because there's so many of them, I think there's 35, but there's no, you know, there could be twice as many, Mm
1: -hmm. it allows people
2: to think about many different things Mm -hmm. and to think about whether that's something that they care about.
1: Okay, so now we can't look at them on the radio, but what do they look like, the cards?
2: Well, that's really interesting. What they look like matters a lot. Um, So what we did is we used an image. I actually had my teenage son help me do this. We used an image that was kind of metaphorical. Mm -hmm. and we used one or two words. And so there might be a card that says um, seeing possibilities, and it has an image of young people looking um, strength and and courage, you know, with their arms and fists in the air. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's another one that says um, saying goodbye, and it has an image of um, a butterfly flying out of someone's hands. Mm -hmm. So we tried to create the mix of a picture that was a metaphor, Mm -hmm. and one or two words. And so the cards don't have a right and a wrong meaning. People use them and make their own meaning in them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's the way we kind of use it.
1: I'm interested in that, if I could ask you a little more about making your own meaning. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about, you know, Victor Frankl's work of creating meaning and what might seem like a meaningless destructive um, environment like the concentration camps but by creating his meaning he survived that's what he says that compared to being a victim um seeing yourself as a victim he he was helped by creating a meaning Mm. what do you say what do you think about that
2: well that's really interesting and i was talking today in the workshop as some of the values cards that we use have things that people often don't think about when they talk about valuing work. You know, we might think about love, they, the common things people talk about as building relationships or connecting with others. But some of the cards we have have things like struggling and staying with uncertainty mm-hmm. and saying goodbye, mm-hmm. which sometimes you might not immediately think about a valued life as those things. Mm-hmm. But just like Viktor Frankl, there's meaning in struggle. Mm-hmm. and some clients that I often clients will choose those cards and workshop participants professionals will choose those cards and say there's real meaning for me in doing this in struggling with my anxiety and in continuing to live a valued life i can see that there's meaning in that
1: mm-hmm.
2: And that's meaningful for me, a bit like Viktor Frankl. Yeah,
1: uh, this is, leads me to another question I want to ask you. Uh, sometimes we simplify things and we talk about um, that we avoid, you know, negative things and we uh, maybe cling on to positive things as two problems. But sometimes I'm thinking, like, avoidance could be actually a value. Like, for example, if I if I have – I'm. Personally, I have, get a very easy time getting to be sugar dependent, and so I choose to avoid sugar uh, because I, I, wa- I want to help myself um, be free of dependencies. So, in that way, would you say that's? Um, a I value?
2: think I think it's a great example of how anything can be valued, and that we should never say something's right and something's wrong.
0: Yeah. So, okay. Just like
2: struggling. Like in the ACT model, struggling is the thing we all want to stop struggling. But if you're struggling with anxiety and you're continuing to do that, then that can be something that is really valuable. It Mm -hmm. depends on how you define struggling. If you're saying, I don't want to have anxiety and I'm going to pretend it's not there, that's a different kind of struggle to, I want to learn how to live a rich life Mm -hmm. and I'm an anxious person and I want to know how to do this.
1: So would you say that it's actually a question of perspective taking? Yes. Mm Yes. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: and, how, and how you look at this particular issue, value, label, word mm-hmm. and anything, the meaning can change depending on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. And I've certainly worked with lots of clients who really try to avoid their anxiety and try to make it go away. Mm-hmm. And then when we start to turn it to values, they can see that there's some value in working towards how to live a life with this.
1: Mm-hmm. Let me just ask you one more question before we do uh, We're going to do a role play here. Um, Do you think that it is helpful to see things from a values perspective? I'm thinking like, for example, if we have a very uh, persistent thought that says, like you know I know you're tired and you've been traveling and you haven't slept well at the hotel here and you have maybe you have this really persistent thought during the night like last night like you gotta a workshop tomorrow you gotta you gotta tis- yeah. that. very very <laughs> persistent and this and it rather than punish yourself saying yeah yeah Louise you gotta stop this you gotta just to see it from a values perspective that that persistent thought is um is trying to be helpful mm. it's it's not working very well <laughs> but it actually Actually, is it is, is trying to? There's nothing um, bad inside us, but
2: well, I think what when what you've got there is the reason I was awake last night and not sleeping is because I'd run a workshop in Denmark that was wonderful with wonderful warm people, and I was about to run a workshop in Sweden, and there was a lot of value in thinking about will I be too tired to run the workshop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. it really I really cared about making sure that right. it was a good workshop. Right.
1: And is looking at it that way helpful because it, oh. it, it rather you're forgiving yourself, okay? Of There's a kind up. and compassionate yes.
2: part in looking at it like that mm-hmm. and recognizing that the value in there is wanting to do a
1: good
2: to, job, to a good job mm-hmm. and not struggling with, I need to sleep, I need to sleep.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. Which That's I did a bit of both. I did <laughs> some of both. <laughs> Louise, uh, let's um, have a look at, uh, practically, how you would work. We have a volunteer here. And so just, you know, let's see, how, how Louise Hayes works with the values cards.
2: Okay. Well, we have a young mm. gentleman here. Hi. Hi. Uh, would you like to tell the listeners what your name is and why you're here with us.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Oliver and I'm 17 and I was sort of sent here because my parents' worried because I just, I'm a bit sad and I don't really go out and do a lot of things. and I,
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, Oliver, thank you for being uh, willing to come along and do some work with us. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So Oliver has already done a little bit of work here, Joanne. Mm -hmm. I've given him a set of 36 values cards and I asked him to sort them out into three piles. I've explained to Oliver a little bit what we mean by valuing as in finding things that give your life meaning and things that you care about. And the language I use with young people is things you care about. So I've asked Oliver to do that. And I asked him to sort them into three piles. And what we've ended up with is a pile of things that he thinks he really cares about and are really important to him in his life, like right now as he's living. And so now, Oliver, what I'd like you to do from this pile that you have is I want you to choose just the five cards that you think are the things that you really care about the most, like right now, in your life right now. And I want you to just choose five.
3: Yeah, but... I sort of chose some that are important, but, but it's sort of like I, it's difficult because I chose like feeling pleasure, but I don't feel any pleasure right now. Okay. Can I still choose that one? Of course
2: you can. Of course you can, because this is about what we're working towards um, and, and what you care about. And I understand if you have some depressed feelings that feeling pleasure might be something you don't have very much of. But yeah. it's what you care about now. Okay. So I want you to just have five
3: But I want six. Can I have those six?
2: Well, for this exercise, I want you to just have five.
3: Okay? So you have to take one out. It's really difficult. Um, Okay. Action. Action. Yeah, I'm... I'm, uh, Okay. I take that one out. Take that one out. Yeah.
2: Okay. So now you just have five. Hmm. Now, what you have here is... Um, because we're on a radio show, would you mind just saying the ones that you've chosen?
3: Yeah, I chose this one, Seeking Freedom, uh, Accepting Yourself, which is really difficult, Feeling Pleasure, Getting Physical and Belonging.
2: Okay, and the one that you've left out because you wanted to have six?
3: Yeah, I was Being Truthful. Okay,
2: so what do you think about me asking, telling you that you can only have five and that you have to leave that one out?
3: it sort of feels like this one is important, but also it feels a little bit like this is something you should do, but also it's, it feels important. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that one. Okay.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. There's a reason why I asked you just to have five, because these things are things that we're going to talk about now. But this, Oliver, is a card. This one that you've left out is just a card. It's not actually the value that you have. It's a card we're going to talk about. So when I ask you to leave it out, I'm not telling you you can't have being truthful as something that you value. Okay? Okay. But what happens is the way minds work is they end up feeling like this card represents your value. And if I say you can't have it, that you can't have that value. Mm. But right now we're just going to talk about five. But what I want you to notice the most is how your mind starts to make it feel like these are things you have or can't have. Mm. And this is a card that shows a picture. And what we're going to do is talk about it so that you can go out into the world and you can value lots of things. There's no limit to what you can value. And valuing is a behaviour that you go out in the world and you do. Mm. We're just going to talk about five for the sake of the exercise. But I want you to notice that your mind kind of starts to say this is something that you have or can't have.
3: Yeah.
2: But it's really out there in the world as you go about your Mm. day, where valuing happens. Okay. Mm. So you've chosen five. Do you think that there's anything that you see in these five that like, what do you notice about the five that you've chosen?
3: Well, there's sort of, um, there's sort of two categories, I guess it's like yeah this this one feeling pleasure and getting physical those are sort of like things that I do that 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 sort of and and those others this other one like accepting yourself and seeking freedom that is I guess has things that has to do with me like. I find it really difficult to accept myself, and seeking freedom is something that I, I don't feel free. I just feel so stuck, okay. and so it's it's also about my situation, I guess.
2: Okay, so so we would have like two groups, do you think? Yeah. Accepting yourself and seeking freedom, and you think seeking freedom is about you personally. You're, yeah. It's a personal thing about feeling, feeling what.
3: I just feel so. Dead inside, and 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 I want to, to feel free, in, and like want life to be good again, like. Okay, okay.
2: Thank you for saying that. Mm. Okay. And these other two, getting physical and feeling pleasure, you feel like they belong in a category. And what would that? What would you call them?
3: Um, those are more about like how I live my life.
2: Okay, and it's important to you to do some more of
3: those. Feeling pleasure just feels so unreal. It's like it, right now it feels like I'm never gonna feel happy again or feel pleasure.
2: Okay, and what about this last one, belonging? Where does that does that fit with these others, or is that something different?
3: Mm, it's sort of different because right now I just feel very isolated and alone. Okay, sort of okay but, uh, but but what uh, also I, I i feel so actually i just i just feel sad about not just sad but i also feel sadness like looking at those pictures because it becomes very clear to me that i'm not free i'm not feeling pleasure and i don't feel like i belong
2: okay well um i'm glad you told me that you feel sad as you do it because maybe that tells us that there's something important in here that we need to work for you know, to come and see me and to get some work and to do work together, we need to know what we're working for. Mm-hmm. And we need to work for things that really we care about, but most importantly, things that you care about. So sometimes sadness comes up when we look at things and realise that we maybe don't have those things yeah, because they care. we care about them. Can I ask you about one question and you tell me why? I, because I'm really interested in one of them. Sure. This one, belonging. Yeah. Can I ask you... To tell me why you chose belonging.
3: Mm, because, I, I, as you know, like my big brother died in an accident a year ago, and since then I just felt so lonely, and and it's like the other kids at school they're avoiding me because they don't know how to deal with that, and okay, and I just want to be like feel that I'm I'm part of it friends and life again i want to belong in that way and i just feel very alone
2: so can you um help me understand when have you felt like you belonged when have you had that
3: well sometimes with friends like when we just hang out and we sort of call each other and we know that we're there for each other and okay uh, yeah.
2: So when you so when you talk to friends and you interact with friends in the past, that's when you felt like you belonged. Yeah. Okay. And you don't you feel like you want more of that in, in life now? Yeah. Okay. So what would it look like if you had more belonging behaviour in your life? What would it look like if you had that?
3: Mm it just feels like it would feel good.
2: Yeah. It would feel good, but what would you be? What would it? What help me see what it would look like?
3: Well, I I would. I guess it's partly my friends' faults because they just sort of avoid me because they don't know how to deal with my grief and that I'm quite low, and and also I just don't have the energy to call my friends and and just hang out with them. Okay. So instead of like when they call, sometimes I. Maybe I just said that I'm I'm just too tired or I don't feel like it and I just stay at home instead.
2: Okay. So you're telling me that you would have more belonging behavior, valued behavior in your life if you called your friends and if you spent time with them?
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. But, but you're also saying that that's not something you do at the moment? No,
3: No, no.
2: Okay. So what do you think... What, do you, what sense do you make of that? There's kind of two things going on here. We've got one where you've said to me that when you talk to friends, you feel like you belong. Mm. But at the moment, your belonging behavior, you're saying you don't talk to them. Yeah. But you've chosen this card as one that you really care about.
3: Yeah, that's the tricky part because I, I sort of I, I know it's important and I feel it's important and I sort of long for belonging. And on the other hand, I just don't feel like I have the energy and it just feels so tired and it just feels meaningless. So I, 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 I don't know what to okay. do with that.
2: Okay. And that's, that's between us. We can work out what to do with it. And what I want to ask you, is this something that you're willing to work for so that you get some more of that?
3: Yeah, yeah. if it's possible.
2: Okay. Well, I don't know if it's possible, but I guess we can try. Yeah. One of the things I, I want to notice is that you, you said to me you like the feeling of belonging. Now, valuing work, when we do valuing work, it's nice to feel certain things, but valuing work is about what we do.
3: Mm.
2: It's actually what we do to belong. And I heard what you do to belong. What do you do to belong?
3: I hang out with my friends. You hmm. hang out
2: with your friends. So now we've got a kind of a clear picture of where we might go if you wanted to get some more of that.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: So we can spend some more time talking about some of these other ones. Mm. We might do that on our own.
1: Yep. Thank you, Oliver. Thank you. Wow, Louisa, it's wonderful to see you in action. Um, yeah. I don't think anyone could have any doubts that you are in a compassionate therapist, that have a real feeling and value young people, that young people... Get in connection with their values. You can really see that what a Thanks, wonderful Joanne. therapist.
2: Well, it's a bit hard doing it on a radio show. Yeah, <laughs> and trying to help the listeners think about what we're what we're looking at. Yeah. Sometimes we would spend a lot of time just looking and thinking, and and maybe that little example is me prompting Oliver a little bit more than I would because we're trying to get the listeners to be able to hear something.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I really like that um, uh, that you that it feels like that you, you really are trying to um, tempt out rather than, you know, standing with a, a, a pointer telling them. That yeah. you're really trying to kind of um, tempt out that, that, um, those values. That
2: I am think? trying. And if I, if I was doing it really in real life with yeah. Oliver, not on a radio show, we would spend a lot more time and I would let him spend a lot more time Mm-hmm. Talking and discovering, and not maybe asking so many questions or pushing him, but we needed to get something on the file. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I know we're we're getting towards the end of this, our time, Louise. But if could you have an example of how you've used the values cards? Do you have a clinical example? Oh,
2: I can tell you. And what I'd like to tell you is. Um, I'd like to tell you an adult example because people sometimes think these are just about adolescents. And I did make them for working with young people, but now I use them with adults and I know lots of people do too. Mm-hmm. And so, how I, I'd, I'd like to talk about a, a, a middle aged man who I was, who I asked, he was struggling with anxiety and I asked him to sort these cards and to choose some that were most important to him. And then I laid them out, and I asked him to tell me why he'd chosen some of those. And um, in fact, one of the chart—he was the one who chose a card that was struggling. And when I asked him about ang- why he chose that, he said that struggling with anxiety and learning how to be a dad to his kids was something that he really cared about. And then he started to cry, and he said to me in a cheeky way. I can't believe you're making me cry over some little pieces of paper. <laughs> and he was a middle aged businessman. Um, and so, what we did then is we talked about those little pieces of paper and what the action in his life might be. And there were some other ones like, you know, loving and being loved mm-hmm. and looking after his children. Mm-hmm. And so we took a photo of those cards with his smartphone Mm -hmm. and they were the five or four or however many we had things that he worked for. And then we worked out how he could go out and do some things like behaviours that he could do that would be loving and being loved with his children mm-hmm. um, but one of the things that struck me is him crying and saying I can't believe you've made me cry over some little pieces of paper because <laughs> that to me felt like I'd really connected with him yeah. and that he had got what he cared about yeah. there's lots of ways that you can do yeah. things Yeah,
1: that's a very good example Louise we, we've we come to the end of the program uh, how, how could people get a hold of these cards and uh, what, what kind of advice could you give us of, of using the cards?
2: Okay. Well, that's where my values piece comes in, and I'm not going to let you get away without me saying this piece. Um, the cards are available on our website, which is actforadolescence.com. And I think that...
1: Yes, I will, I will have that listed.
2: Yep, actforadolescence.com. And the reason one of the reasons that I started to produce the cards is that I work for a health clinic in Nepal, in a very, very poor village of 6,000 people. And I'm the public officer for this registered charity. And one of the reasons I started to make the cards is I wanted to work out how I could raise money to help this little hospital. So we raise money and um, my colleagues here in Sweden, Frederick and um, all over the world, donate money, and so if you go to my website, you can find it, and there's a values piece that we put in there that we help a clinic who had no health care
1: mm-hmm. get
2: health care. So that's my values piece.
1: <laughs> okay, so, so if the radio listeners are interested in the cards, they can get the cards, and and what, does that donate money to yeah. the village in Nepal? Yeah, um,
2: mm-hmm. or, and, and it's explained on the website. And, mm-hmm. yes, all the proceeds that we that we get, I don't make any profits from them. It's all about helping the... Um, people who are less uh, fortunate than some of us.
1: Thank you so much for being with us on the radio program today. Thank you, I, Joanne. I know you It's always
2: a pleasure to talk to
1: you. <laughs> You've been listening to Dr. Louise Hayes. She is a clinical psychologist working at the Orchard... Or- Origin Youth Research Center at the University of Melbourne. She's also in private practice in Victoria, Australia, and she conducts research and treatment for adolescent mental health and develops resources and books for workers. Uh, one of the books that she has um, done is called Get Out of Your Mind and Into Your Life for Teens. Now this book and also the values cards that Louise talked about is on her website, which you can get to by clicking on her name on this week's taking her to hope. Thank you for joining us today.
0: Thank you for joining us today. For more information about Joanne, please see her website at joannedahl.com or click on the host website button in front of you on the webtalkradio.net page. You may also see her books, The Art of Science of Valuing in Psychotherapy, Living Beyond Pain, Using Acceptance and Commitment Therapy to Ease Chronic Pain, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy for Chronic Pain values in action, and epilepsy, a behavior medicine approach to assessment and treatment in children. All of these are found easily by clicking the cover or going to amazon.com. We hope you'll join us again soon for another episode of ACT, Taking Hurt to Hope.